This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello everyone, welcome to the latest episode of the Hull and Bat podcast, sponsored by uh, Old Zoological Bar and Kingfisher Fish and Chips in Hull. Um, a nice seamless intro makes a change, we're missing Nathaniel today, so I hope he's watching and um, envious at that one. Um, we've got a nice happy podcast this time round, and I'm joined this time by Will and Tom. How are we doing lads, are we alright? Yeah, I'm really, really good after yesterday, as everyone is. Nice and very happy, <laughs> the smug face is in full effect. <laughs> Yeah, Will's Will's very smart because his his actual prediction came right. It's three nil. It's it's what over it a year in the making was it? When was the last time? Was it QPR three nil? Was it? It was QPR back in seventeen forty two. It feels like seventeen forty two. Yeah, so obviously back to back defeats. Last time out, want a very nice happy episode. Um, me and Will fortunately went very involved in that one, but you was Tom. Um, obviously oh, a, a midweek win coming from behind against Middlesbrough. Um, a game of two halves, really. Would you agree? First half was quite thingy, but obviously came back in the second half much stronger. Is that something you'd agree with, Tom? Yeah, the tactical change definitely. You know, obviously changed change the complexion of the game. Getting Vinagre down the wing. Um, bringing Sufan on as well, who both uh, had a say in the goals. Well, obviously the second goal, and it's obviously Vinagra's best on the left that plays the ball across, and then obviously Sufan on the edge smashes it in, and um, and obviously that's given him the confidence now to perform out of his skin past two games. But yeah, we, I never expected us to come back after that first half. I mean, you know, obviously after the, how we played, but. Credit to Rossini for making them free substitutions on the 60th minute because it completely changed it, changed the game. And ultimately, uh, we took the impetus from that and went on and won the game. And, and if you want to get into the playoffs, that's that's the sort of game you've got. A, um, that's the sort of turnaround you need. And luckily, we got that. Yeah. Is that something you echo, Will? Or did you see the game in a different way? I mean, the first half was pretty poor, wasn't it? But like we say, that second half was much better. Yeah, I think it's similar. Um, the tactical change at the hour mark, pretty much, or just before the hour mark, was what changed it. I think we actually probably played worse, for me, in that first half against Borough than maybe against QPR, to be honest. Definitely the worst we played. We've definitely played worse than that and won as well in a couple of the games. I don't, it's, it's a weird one, because um, City just... Looks, you'd have thought that I wanted to respond to QPR brightly, and the, the kind of didn't really at first. But once he made the change and he brought on Vinagre and he, he brought a couple of extra players, 
it was nil looking back. I think Borough didn't really play particularly massively well. They could have been out of sight as a as well, even though they weren't playing too well. But it shows like this team has won so many points from coming from behind this season that there's definitely that resiliency is some of that shouldn't be questioned really. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, I think we've obviously we've been in that situation a lot of times this season where we've come back from behind. And yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, you do. I think I'll sort of sync. Yeah, well, I'll sync. That right, is the I worst was technical problem yeah. I think we've ever had. That yeah, because like, like, I, I, like... spe- I was speaking and like, like I, I was expecting to say something. You just sat there for like 30 seconds and you said something like, in response <laughs> to something I said like a minute ago. Honestly, on my, laptop screen, cool? on my laptop screen, everything just froze completely. I, I didn't know where I was I anymore, just, so I had to switch my phone. I might just start the audio version here. I'll just cut what happened from before. Yeah, we'll just eliminate uh, video content for now. I'm sorry, guys. We can't do it. Um, <laughs> modern technology is just too obviously difficult. Um, but no, yeah, uh, it's where was we anyway whilst I've been gone because I've probably missed about 10 minutes. Uh, we, do, we just about, uh, would you yeah, like to about your winner? Um, your... my winner, yeah. I mean, uh, we, we spoke about obviously the, 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 the impact of the subs that have come on. I mean, Vinagre is a yeah, player, yeah. I spoke, yeah, spoke absolutely. about like I was actually saying to you, I was, I was just saying to you, like, um. How how would this the Brasilia sort of changed the game tactically in the 60th minute when he brought on um, Vinagre Tufan and who was the last one? I forgot I forgot oh. the last one. Is that like yeah, Doherty as well? Um, obviously bringing them on just sort of yeah gave us the different impetus. I think like we we started exploiting them throughout wide and obviously we scored that set piece. Um, you know Greaves flicked header on and then at the back post the lap the easiest goal will probably score and then um, you know Vinagre goes down the wing. You know, sprints past and then puts the ball across, and it was that sort of um, that sort of impetus that we needed really to come back. And, and and I said like, you know, that's that's the makings of like a playoff team when you can come back from behind like that. And as we've done so many times this season, what is it like thirteen points from losing positions or something like that? So it's thirteen, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's birds well, really. And a, a bit of redemption as well for Ryan Allsop. Obviously, um, few mistakes in the games leading up to this. Few people. You know, questioning whether or not he should still be the number one or we should put Ingram and in goal kind of either just to spare him on to, to improve his own form or just to get, you know, a more solid keeper in. But that triple save at the end um, essentially won us the game, didn't it? And I mean, you, you, like Rosinia said in his interview, that togetherness, the celebration with the players at the end, that kind of shows yeah. you that they all support each other and they're all yeah. aware of it. So was it was it was it a really important moment for Allsop that, Will, do you think, for him confidence-wise? Because obviously he was in a bit of a rut wanting. I think so. I think it was a healthy response. But, I mean, at the same time, I, I personally, I would never have dropped him. I know some people wanted to drop him, but he's, he's clearly, we're clearly a better side with him in it, even if he does make the odd mistake, um, as that was. And it wasn't the, the best It wasn't the best moment for him, to be fair. But his performance in the in the Borough game, it wasn't just that triple save at the end. There was a couple of saves he'd made earlier on in the game as well, which were very good. And uh, I know we'll get on to Cardiff proper, but he had a comfortable... I know he didn't have much to do with the Cardiff game, but what he did have to do, he did it dealt with well. So it was a nice couple of games for him that he's had where he can get his confidence back up if he had ever dropped properly in the first place. And I can't think he's kind of proved that 
he's he's not this. Uh, people have said he's like he's just not good enough, and I, I just disagree. And you you got to give him a chance to respond to an error, and he did so fantastically. Yeah, what well, I want to say, like, um, when when um, obviously I'm going on to a different topic, but um, like when Philogene went injured, I, I speak about him, like in the QPR game, we looked like shell shocked, like in terms of when he went off yeah. the pitch, we we had no width, and um, we didn't really have any creativity or ideas in the final third. I think like we was playing some good stuff, but the final product let us down. But now I'm happy to see like players are stepping up now in in his absence. Like before before prior to his injury, I felt like. Was a bit over reliant on him down that left side, and and that was sort of a burden to us, especially in like the Watford game. Kept on playing the ball to him, and and that was our only avenue to goal. And and now we seem to be like scoring all different types of goals, like and and people are chipping like two fans, um, you know, with, with goals, and and that, that's only good to see. Like it shows that since his injury, like the rest of the squad are stepping up, and as we saw in the, in the Middlesbrough game, like especially like. That comeback just shows like how together this squad is, and, and that's only early birds, well, really. Mm. I feel like the Wigan, the, the the Middlesbrough game, sorry, was was a game where it's we 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 had to dig deep. I mean, Middlesbrough are a really good side, obviously, they finished in the top six last season, and it was a ground that we don't tend to get anything from. Um, and then obviously when we went one 0 down and Jones missed that opportunity, you're thinking, you know, this could be a, a, a game where we're on the wrong side of the thumping. But mm. like we say, we we dug deep. And in that second half, I think showed a different kind of side to us that we've probably not seen enough this season. That strong defensive resilience that that we showed last season, but have questioned at times this season. And um, obviously, we had that on into the into the Cardiff game, which we'll go on to. So um, back at home, you know, Cardiff side that were only three points behind us, um, probably all expecting more of a game than than we actually got. <laughs> I was, I, 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 is that something? Yeah, that... I, I was. I mean, yeah, I think that reflected in my prediction, like one 0 I felt that it was going to take a moment of brilliance to to beat them because there have been, I suppose, you know, you look at them losing to Ben and you think that's just a blip. They're going to come back and they're going to perform well against us, but it was all one way traffic. Um, as far as we're concerned, and, and I'd say like that was probably our best performance of the season. I know we'll go into it more, but like in terms of how we played, like how we conducted ourselves. Rarely give Cardiff a chance to go forward. Didn't really look like conceding at any point. Um, and we didn't take our foot off the gas as well. So I think complete performance. Yeah. Mm. And we had, that, we had a fast it. start, didn't we? We had a fast yeah. start. I think yeah. that's something that, that we've we've been missing this season is we've we've sometimes been too ponderous, I think, at the beginning of a game and and been too slow and allowed the other side to get a feel for us and nullify it. Um but this game I felt like straight from the off we were we were right out and where we were. Yeah, oh well, I felt Cardiff made a fatal error because within two minutes, the long ball was played over the top, Conley was played through and he does everything right. It's just good defensive blocking mm. by the defenders. At that point, Cardiff should know that their high line isn't going to work and they're going to try and play over the top of them. And they never learn that lesson because we do it several times throughout the rest of the game and we score from it in the end as well. Um, they gave us, they were very passive Cardiff. They gave us way too much time on the ball. They allowed us to play through their lines way too easily. Um, and I think, echoing on from what uh, what Tom said, I don't think it was the best performance of the season. I think it was the best performance we've had under Liam full start. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Uh, in terms of, I just felt like as well, um, in, we just, the couldn't live was really like, I, I know he moved the lap out to the right, but as we've seen many times this season, when he moves out to the right, he's, he's so effective like, against Leicester, so puts well. in the scores. I mean, against Bristol City at the start of the season, he gets the assist for two fans goal. 
but then he he was so key to obviously that first goal. Like no one can that base the pace that he shows. Like no, not many defenders in the championship, if anyone can love that. And obviously he has the presence of mind to fire it across, and then Conley gets a tap in, and that's it. That sets us on our on our way. But like I said, like previously this season, we've we've struggled in the early parts of games, and we've struggled to get our foot. Um, foothold into it and, and that sort of cost, cost us really sometimes like in terms of breaking teams down but um, but then we get the goal early on and, and that sort of spares us on to, to dominate really mm, I think um, I said this in the game it, it seemed like Cardiff just set up really really wrong in terms of tactics yeah. it kind of how they set up was perfect for us and I, I, I bet that surprised Rosinha a little bit because I think they tried to um, they, they tried to put a front four, didn't they? Um, when we had the ball to try and press us into a yeah. point where we couldn't play out, but we just played it round. Yeah, when you've, when you've got Severin and Morton, like, and Morton in midfield, like they're so good, like in tight areas, they can receive the ball and turn, and then they can play it off. Like when when teams try to press us high, we can play through it, and then so you either give them a chance to sit back and we try and eventually break them down, or they, they come at us and. Invariably, like Cardiff didn't really do either. Like they pressed a little bit, but did not enough to sort of, you know, sort of take us off our stride and maybe kick out a play instead of playing through them. But they also didn't sit back and defend well, so it was sort of played into our hands. Like, like I said, we, they let us play through their lines just so many times. There was so much space for whenever Seri or Morton had the ball, there was suddenly loads of space for Connolly and Delap to exploit and too far, and vice versa. Whenever they get the ball. That those run forward in from midfield, it was. I was I said I was very surprised in the lack of change from Cardiff as the game went on, especially um, at the start of the second half. It was exactly the same. I was very surprised. And but Bola, he looks like he's bulked up a lot since he was at City. Yeah, so I said the same. He looks he looks beefy now, doesn't he? Yeah. It's um, it, it, for me, it was a case of. I mean, it, we said obviously how they set up tactically, but I feel like even when when you're in this kind of game, I felt like about 20, 30 minutes into the game, I was saying if we had Philogene in this in this game, we'd probably been one 0 up already. Um, but then, obviously, we 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 score not long after, which was quite funny. Uh, not until like me to make a comment, then it'd be completely opposite straight after. Um, but it, it's, it's is it showing that we've got a bit of strength in depth and and an adaptability to the circumstances because obviously we were all when we saw that Philogene was out for you know six weeks or so so I think it'll playoffs or whatever yeah the amount of people the amount of people a week ago that were active like the world was ending and now you look at it well he's a phenomenal player and obviously he's going to be missed but we've shown in these two games that even in these kind of times where we're, we're suffering similar to how we were last season We've shown that we can come up with a system and a way of playing that still wins us the game. And like you say, we, we, we played a different way to what we did at Borough, but still managed to come away with quite a comprehensive win as well. So obviously coming from a squad depth kind of view and as a fan looking at the future and the game's coming up, even without Philogene, we're still in the mix and in the top six now and we still got him to come back. So Rosini was asked about the playoff chase this season and said, why can't the fans dream? Are we, are we, are we in the part of the season now where we can start talking about it as a... Serious thing that we could be aiming for. I, just, I, I don't want to like look back on this, but and think regret it. But I've just looked at the teams around us, and I think we're better than them. Like in terms of the, the football we play, the quality we have got in the final third, and how strong we are defensively. So why can't we dream of finishing the playoffs? Like look where we are now. I think we're in a pivotal period now where 
a 10-game stretch where it can define your season. So we'll have to see at the end of that. But right now, I'm, I'm pretty confident that we'll be in and around there at the end of the season. And I feel like we've probably missed a trick as well. We've scored two set pieces in two games. That's one thing. The defending for Liam Delap's header was absolutely magnificent from Borough. Just letting him walk across the entire penalty box to tap in at the far post. Yeah. And then my boy Scott Twine, who I've been defending Finally. for weeks and weeks and weeks. Mm. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's, 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 he's been improving down. steadily game on game. And there you go, three goals in four games. We have, we have seen... The set piece yeah, yeah, yeah. Tag. I think we're starting to see like the Scott Swan that we signed, really. like Now he's adapting to the system. I think he's playing out on the left where... I'm not sure that's his best position, but he's adapting well. And, and I think that gives him the license to cut inside and, and, and create as well. And, and what I like about him is he, he presses so well. Like he's, he gives 110% every week and, and that's all you can ask for a player. And now he's providing the quality to go with it as well. So I'm happy to see like him sort of improving. Yeah. I mean, I think now that he's got that one free kick in his locker, I think, um, I think we might start seeing him uh, at least ones that are, uh, uh, Testing that's the perfect range, I think. That is the perfect yeah. range for him. Like, yeah. he's, he's so good was, at just getting up, up, up and over. Yeah. Like when it was given, I thought that's I did think at the time that's bang on where he wants it to be, so it would have been typical for him to sky it. Um, but I did I feel think, like it was going to go in there. Like, I had that feeling just it, it sort of it was, it was, was helped, so far. Like, yeah. he was helped by the fact that that I don't know who it was, who, who the Coventry player was, who was stupid enough to think he was I think Cameron yeah, who was that little, who was that little, who was that little, little Gareth player that was the like, ops, the ops or something? Like, like six, he was like standing like six yards, like, and just won't move. So I think, so I, I think he was trying to distract him. You know, like what players do when when you've got a penalty and they try to sort of play a little bit of yeah. mind game, delay it, and make you go in your head. I, I, think, I, I think he was trying to do that, but it didn't work. Did I it? think the extra bit of time helped Twine. It let him just, it let the game, let the game calm, and it just gave him more time to sort of sight himself. Yeah, and he got his ye a yellow card for his troubles as well, which was completely pointless in the end because we ended up bagging it. So <laughs> it, it didn't work for him at all. But I feel like if, if we're coming on the praise for players that have previously come in for a bit of slack in the last few weeks, I think Ozan Tufan, um, I'm going to go out there and say I think that was his best game in a whole city shirt. Uh, yeah, I said he scored that trick against Wednesday. But in terms of a performance, performance yeah. he, he just didn't stop running, did he, Tom? No, he was unreal, like... We've we said we know he has the ability in his locker. We know that, but sometimes we have questioned his his work rate and you know what he gives for the badge. But I think now we're seeing the complete Ozan Tufan and in, in behind that sort of in that sort of striker sort of, you know like second striker role really where he just like peels off. That's definitely his best position. Like we saw at the end towards the end of last season, him and Triore like they shook up a decent partnership. And um, I remember that performance against Sunderland where he was just on fire. Um, we're sort of seeing that now, like. He just he just has that X factor about him where he can produce that moment of brilliance and like we never really questioned his, his finishing ever. It's just the other parts of his game. Maybe he's like link up player. Maybe yeah. he's maybe he's a bit lapsed sometimes in possession. But when he gets into that final third and he gets that chance, he invariably finishes it. Like he's so cool and under pressure. Like that that obviously the pass from Morton was unreal. Like to pick out that pass, we said about Card playing high line. He's exploited there and then obviously too found with that death death lob over the keeper. Like. Such a good finish, and it just shows like the sort of quality we've got in the final third, and and Tufan just someone that has that ability to score goals. Yeah, the biggest question marks over Tufan, I think, were about is 
his work rate off the ball and his obviously his fitness yeah. levels and sometimes his desiring games. But I feel like in this game he just I don't think there was a moment in the game where he wasn't sprinting or pressing or tracking back. Like if you get actually quick you know he's actually quite quick he's he's quick as well, you know, like you, it's quite surprising to watch him when he's like sprinting like at full speed. He's actually quite quick. Well, the amount of times he's now seeing him sprint eighty yards back to defend, he's just mental. When you think of the player we had last season. Yeah, uh, I think it's just about. I mean, how do we get this consistent level of Ozan Tufan every game? Because I feel like at the minute it's kind of a we see two or three games of him on top form, and then he's a bearable patch player, isn't he? He's a bearable patch yeah. player. Like we see at the start of the season. Yeah. Like next week, he could drop a six out of ten performance, and then and then we'd be like, "Oh, he's gone back to his normal self again." You say Just how do we how get can, the, yeah. You say how do we get the best out of him? It's it's all really it? up to him because yeah. <laughs> he's the one that if he keeps playing as he is as he has the last couple of games, he'll keep on. But if he has a, that off day, it's likely he'll have another one straight after. I've got a question, right? So do you know, say if like when everyone's fit. Would you because obviously Conley's come back into the team now? I think he's he's done decent. I think what he offers him behind, like in terms of the running, you saw it for he nearly scored, like what Will said earlier, like where he runs in behind, play the ball, he goes around the keeper, he's unfortunate not to score, like it's good defending. But I think what Conley offers there is really good for stretching defences where we're struggling to break teams down. But would you, when everyone's fully fit, like when Philogene comes back, would you move the lap back into the striker position and, and drop Conley or would you keep it the same? Because I think right now, I think it's more balanced. I think with, with the lap out wide and Conley up front, but it's, it's it depends on the team, I guess. But it's a weird one because when I don't think it is the case, but it feels like when when we have Philogene playing, he is the focal point, and most balls go to him, and most of the attack goes through him. The last couple of games, he's not played, and it feels like we've actually focused on the team as a whole going forward. And that it's been yeah. more varied creation of chances from around the box. It feels like I think we're good both ways. It's just a matter of I think we, in order to go to the next level, we need to vary it up in a game. But like is that. is the dependence on Philogene not because of because he's the, so good? The, well, there is yeah that and the fact yeah. that we we very rarely have a consistent player who plays on the right. I, I think it's part yeah, of that, yeah. definitely, but. If it's not, you know, Lakilo comes in the team, plays well, gets injured, so we play the lap out there sometimes, and then he gets boomed back to the middle. Then you play a Damachari out there sometimes. It just and Slate has even played there against Borough, and it's like one of those where if you've not got a consistent player on that right hand side that that offers the same thing game by game, then you're going to go with what you know in in, in down the yeah, left. I think I do I do think um, the lap is probably. Funnily enough, he's probably is our best right-sided player in the squad right now, if, if we're being honest. Like, <laughs> we've seen Triora play out there like loads of times a season. Not, I'm, I don't like him out there. I think he slows play down too much. He cuts inside and then you know we pass him back. You see Slayer out there. He's not. He's not a winger. I don't, he's not a winger at all. And then you see Lakilo, like he's, he's shown glimpses, but again, but he's, made he's, he's had injury troubles. You know, so I think the lap yeah, out there is such a danger and can create chances. Yeah. I think a good question would be, say Philogene was fit for Friday against Bristol, which of that front four are you in theory dropping? Because I, I couldn't choose one, really. Yeah. I'd drop, as harsh as it would be, I would drop, um, I don't know, I'd say, I don't exactly. know. 
Well, you know, yeah, because it's tough. I was, I was going to say Connolly, but then that means Twine still plays out on the left and he's better in the number 10. But then if you play him in the number 10, you don't play a two fan. So, no, it's a, it's a hard question. Oh. But I guess we, it's not one for us to answer, is it? We're not the manager. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Ultimately, we're <laughs> not the one who has that issue. Yeah, Rosinha is. But it's a, yeah, it's it's a good problem for, to have. It's all for Liam to decide. Yeah. So, like we said, we've got, so we responded to back-to-back defeats with back-to-back wins. Um, keeps us in the top six. We only, we only dropped out of fifth today because West Brom got a point against Stoke. Um, like we said, we've got some players coming back from, from injury now and slotting themselves back into the side, like Slater's coming back now and looking good as well. And um, the former Tyler Moore and, 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 you know, all these young players that we've got on loan saying, obviously, well, you don't fall into the Sorry to interrupt. It was, yeah, also nice see, it was also nice to see Andy Smith get his debut. Yes. Been at the club since he's nine, so it's nice to see someone from that young age finally getting to the starting lineup at some point. Well, not starting. Sellers Fleming as well. Obviously, Sellers Fleming came on as well. His home debut, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's good to see that. Obviously, we're still giving youngsters a go as well. I mean, probably you know it's more or less forced through injury this season, but it's like we say, it's always good experience for them to come on and get some time because I feel like Andy Smith um, is a player that that. We plan to have quite a while, definitely, as, as, as the understudy to Jones. Um, it's probably quite harsh that we decided to play two left footers at the back instead of him when when we had the chance to do so. But yeah. like I said, no, it's, it, to have these youngsters come through, it's always good, isn't it? Yeah, he's, he's, um, the thing is, with Smith, like, I suppose with the only time we've properly seen him this season against Doncaster, I mean, that was an unfair reflection of him, I think, in that in that performance. But I think there's a reason why Rosinha has him as like our fourth choice centre-back is because... He's obviously highly rated and how he performed at Grimsby last season really good. So I think it's an experience though, isn't it? It's sometimes yeah. a manager is hesitant to chuck a player straight into you know first team in the championship. Start you go start this game, give us the same effect as, as Alfie Jones would have done um when they've not really played any championship football before. So but mm. then again, you know, you, you look at players like Jacob Greaves that went league two, league one championship, and and they, they, that's the best way they establish themselves. But with how low we are at the back in terms of numbers for defenders, especially, I don't think can't Smith... To, can we? No, we can't but really. I've also bought. I've also bought it before. Like people say, oh, look, we need to sign a centre back. I've said it myself, but it's it's hard to sign a centre back in January, knowing that the centre back's going to come in and probably just be a backup. Like no one's going to want to come in and just sit on the bench. So it's it's yeah. a tough situation where you need the depth, but you can't really sign anyone, knowing that you're just going to leave them out unless you're going to sign an upgrade on Jones, Greaves, and McLaughlin. And, you know, if you want an upgrade on them, you're going to have to pay the money. And, and we don't really have the capacity to do that. So, it's one of them. Yeah, I don't think centre-backs yeah. are a really big position would be looking at signing anybody for anyway. Like you yeah. say, it's, it's too tough to, to convince somebody to come in and say you're going to probably most likely be a bench player at best. Yeah, unless uh, we have an injury crisis there, it's unlikely. Yeah, yeah. unless you sound like a loan player. But, but, you know, we've already got two great ones in that. So. Yeah, and, and like we say, Andy Smith's, Pedigree and potential in in terms of, you know, I think he won Player of the Season twice while he was with Grimsby. So you know, he's he's, he's obviously yeah. got a, a very high ceiling, similar to a lot of the players we've got. So if the time comes to give him the chance properly, then I'm sure Rosini would do it. Um, Harry Vaughan came on, looked um, sprightly and promising yeah, again. Well. Yeah, yeah, unlucky with a couple I'm, of his chances. Pleased, yeah. Just... Yeah, yeah, like he got into that situation and you could see like how desperate he was to score. Like he just took the chance, yeah. but. Like it was just straight to keep at both times, unfortunately. But I, th- I think there's promise there. He's only 19 again, like, and he's already playing Championship football. So I think the, you see the way like he drives at defenders and and how d- difficult he used to stop. I think if he sort of bulks up a bit, like 
over the coming years and, and works on his final product, yeah. then he's going to be some player, I think. I do think he maybe would benefit from a loan in January. Uh, yeah, it, it would, uh, yeah. Maybe League One or two. Like I think anyone down there would probably take a talented, talented player like that. Yeah, some someone somewhere he's going to play week in week out. I, I don't like the loans where they go and play sort of bit part. I, I don't think um, Shavi Simons is playing that often at Fleetwood either. Barely played Simons, which is a shame. Yeah, because yeah, he's he's a very good player. He's, he's a player I'd have been happy to have in around the first squad here. So it's weird that he's not getting regular game time in League One. Picture the scene: all of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, but yeah, yeah so a, a good week in terms of results. So six points in, in response to the two defeats in a row. Um, we've got a, a, a tough week coming up. Um, a tough few weeks, actually, considering all the way up to New Year. Um, who have we got next? So we've got... Um, Bristol. Bristol next, haven't we? Yeah. Um, a game that probably is going to be harder than it looks. I think um, they've just beaten. Who did they just beat? Sunderland, um, who had just they got beat a couple of four points after that. And then yeah, that's the thing with the championship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it, 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 another acid test. Another acid test um, away as well. Um, a game that I feel like we take a point from. Am I right in saying? Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's difficult to go then. As we've seen over the years, like we got spanked on the last day, not last season, the season before. Then I think last season did we lose one nil? We not had a good record there, but I think we've got we've got the tools there to go win. But yeah, if if, if you have to offer me a point, then I'd take it. No. And this has been a season of hoodoo breaking for some of our bogey grounds. To be fair, we didn't normally tend to get anything from Riverside or Ewood. Uh, we, we we got points off them. I know QPR continued there. Um, usual streak against us, but it's it, a game that's going to be a different proposition to what we saw, obviously, when they played us in the MKM under Nigel Pearson, because obviously they've got Liam Manning as manager now, um, wanting to play, as most teams are now in this division, in a more um, attractive attacking sense. So I do think, I do think, like, it does, it's going to take like a manager shake it up, I think, like, to come in and play a different style of football because it's just becoming so, like, <laughs> they're not on this championship like this all this possession based football like, every single manager seems to want to play it like you want to you want someone to come in there just sort of like sort of like Luton did like last season where they, they sort of play a different style of football and it works it would be quite refreshing to see that because right now what, most most managers just want to play the possession football what, what you're saying is you want to see Sam Allardyce get a job in the championship <laughs> yeah Tony Field is getting back long throws hoof ball <laughs> I uh, think it's because like football Grouch. tends to go through trends, doesn't it? It's like, yeah. um, do you remember when Bru- when Brucey came and started playing three at the back, and then and then no one did it for a couple of years, and suddenly yeah, everyone the whole it. league decided to adopt yeah. three at the back, and it's one of those where a manager comes in with a new fresh idea, like um, what do you call it? Chris Wilder did with Sheffield United with overlapping fullbacks and and uh, centre backs, sorry, and. All this kind of style where it's high press, high energy. It, you see one manager doing it works, and every other manager goes, "Yeah, I kind of like that philosophy." And then they continue it. So like trying Guardiola with the invert, inverted fullbacks, like every single team, like top team, or quite a lot of even we're doing it a little bit. Like Christie just like moving into midfield a little bit in mm. possession. Like you know what I mean? Like every every single single team. Well, not every single one, but it seems like adopts like other managers' like philosophies. I guess. If it's working, so. I guess it's down to yeah. fan pressure sometimes as well. Because if you look at another team 
playing like a, a, a like like we did against Cardiff, for example. Another team looks at that and goes, "Oh, I wish we played that way." Ipswich as well. Um, you know, it's. I guess the fans are like, "Oh, we want this style of football," kind of thing, and so they go, "Do you know what? Yeah, let's try it." And then uh, everyone kind of wants to play that same way because they 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 associate it with success, I suppose. But it comes down to your manager at the end of the day. I think like. Um, and being adaptable, because I think if you look at Burnley this season, obviously they've gone up and and, and they're really struggling and they're playing pretty much the same way. Um, they've, yeah. they've not it nor adapted it, and, and yeah. sometimes you've got to. I think, um, you reckon if we did go up, like, would do you reckon Rossini would be smart enough to sort of adapt, like, and play a different style? Or do you reckon would do a Burnley and try and play the same football? Because I think we'd just get torn apart. I think we'd still play with yeah. the, the play out from the back that he wants to use, but we'd be a bit more. Um, he'd encourage them to probably go direct more often, and we'd probably play a deeper, less, less high press style. I, I, I think he's a smart enough manager, Rosie, to know that sometimes yeah. the quality of opposition you're against, um, if you leave yourself too too open, you'll just get picked apart in a league like that. Yeah. But obviously, that's that's, what, that's what's mad as well. Like what's mad as well. Like what a lot, a lot of people have been talking about is um, the points tallies. Like if Leicester and Ipswich were. So we're winning away with it right now. Like a normal championship season, we wouldn't be that far off at like the top two with the points that we've got right now. I think like if you look at it, because yeah, we're Leeds six points behind Leeds, but if they're and they're on like two, two, from this point yeah. last season, they'd be top. Yeah, because they're taking like two points per game, which is usually like enough to get automatic promotion. If you think that's what like ninety-two points across the season, that's enough usually for automatics. But right now, like Leicester and Ipswich are getting. They're gonna if they carry on the way they are, like they'd be on over hundred points both, and that's like unheard of in the championship. So, yeah, it just shows how well we're doing, I guess. What about you, Will? I'm interested to know what you think. If we if we went up with Rosie, do you think he'd be a bit more conservative, or do you think he'd be like, no, this is my philosophy and this is what we're gonna do? A bit like I don't think it would. I, I don't think it would matter what he did. I think we'd get smashed currently. <laughs> with the with with promotion comes a lot of money in summer. He'd probably split your bit and, and we'd be in a different position. Obviously, yeah, I, think, yeah. I think it's just so hard now. Like you, you saw like years ago, teams would go from the championship and and two out of the three would stay up usually. But now you're seeing like at least two come down. I think it, it's just becoming so so much harder to like bridge that gap. But like, you're getting 100 million, but 100 million in this market is not that lot to spend on players. I don't think like. So it's tough like, in, in the market. Yeah. So like you either go for it and spend like 150 million to stay up, or you just like do do what like um a lot of teams have done over the years and just like accept that you're probably gonna come back down, but like sort of build a team like like Norwich have done, you know, so we can just go straight back up. But yeah. I, I would hate to become a yo-yo club. That sounds horrifying to me personally. I don't like the idea of, oh, we have a good season to have a shite season. To have a good season to have a shite season. No, thanks. You get, to, you get to experience promotion every two years. Yeah, but then you get to experience relegation every two years. Yeah, but it's the Premier League. You'd expect it. I would rather, <laughs> I would rather, be, I would rather get promoted. So I'd rather win the title and then, then find some reason to, oh, we can't let you go up. You've done something dodgy, you have to stay down. You've just got You've got to crack the code like, Brentford and Brighton have done where you get sort of a carousel of talent that comes through that you've got contingency plans for so if you sell them for stupid money you can bring another play in for next to nothing and then they have the same effect and, and vice versa and 
but it's so hard to do that as shown because all three uh, promoted sides are, are currently the bottom three, and that's even with Everton getting a ten point deduction that they've eradicated. Yeah, I just I just look at their some of their recruitment now, and it was poor. I think like Burnley, Sheffield United. I think Luton have actually done decent recruitment if you look at it, like some like Barkley and Townsend bring, bringing them sorts of. I you know. I rather. Rather desperately and rather maybe rationally said that Luton would do the best of the bot of the three promoted teams. Um, and to be fair, a lot I of people were saying Burnley, weren't they? Like a lot of people, were saying, like, it, including I, myself, I yeah. be just because they're so different compared to the teams that have been up recently. Mm. I think with Burnley is a tough one because they obviously ran ran away with it last season to a point where we thought, you know, this this side must be must have something to get about them to to be there. But then they didn't really bring in the players that. That they needed to, and obviously players yeah, like Nick Nelson that were so crucial yeah. to them. They didn't get in, did they? And Chef uh, United lost key players as well, like Undi and players. Lost two best players. Yeah, it's tough in that sense. But we've, I feel like we've gone off a bit on a tangent, so we'll, <laughs> we'll come back. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Bristol, yeah. Bristol City away next. So what did they have, have to do done... with the Premier League? Yeah, nothing apparently. They've never been in it, have they? And and they got now the they came close the, ones. I can't remember who against. Yeah, they did. Someone stopped them. I think it was back in two thousand and eight. Um, but no, tough game. New manager. They're playing well. Um, good result against Sunderland last time out. Wearing a yeah. bit of form as well, so it could be a good game. Um, I haven't done a combined lineup because that's not my thing. So if Nathaniel's done one and he wants to type it in it'll the comments, it'll be on his blog, probably. Yeah, it'll be on his blog if anyone wants. Yeah. Um, but. It's a game that uh, are we going unchanged eleven. Would you make any changes, or are we saying don't change the team? I'd be keeping it the same. It's you can't. Like, we've got a, obviously six days, haven't we? Like off. So if it was midweek, then perhaps we'd make one or two changes. But yeah, it's keep the same team. Yeah, I think I think it's important that Connolly's looking back to his best as well because I feel like he's had a few question marks raised as well, and obviously his contract's up in summer. So he's a player that I feel like is coming to a very important time now of his city career where he's got to he's got to prove that he can stay fit and keep it consistent in order to convince obviously Rosinia that he's worth keeping beyond this year. Um but he seems to have a really good partnership with um obviously Delap and, and, and Tufan when they all play together. Um it just seems very fluid up front there. And I feel like he gives us a different dynamic in terms of running in behind. Yeah. Tufan obviously drops deep and Delap when he's out wide is just a powerhouse and runs at him. So like I, I, I wouldn't change the team, and, and I think we'll go there, and I think we'll we'll give them a good game. Like we say, I'd t- we'd take a point, but um, uh, we're going into it optimistic, though, yeah. Yeah, got pretty, it, yeah. Pretty, pretty good mood. You can't not be after two in a row. Yeah, so we'll go for um, score predictions then. Uh, actually, speaking of, uh, Will, I'm not on the admin control anymore, so you'll have to bring the picture up. But um, I put the prediction league picture in the uh, in the things. Um, Will's three nil prediction. Um so yeah, it was like, I got a point. Is it not losing to a guy that predicted 3 0 all season? That's just, <laughs> yeah, just... <laughs> so, I, I don't know what that says about you, Tom, but um your your joint bottom with opposition united. Um, yeah, but to be fair, I always say this, but that Blackburn game, I that was my prediction was two one, but <laughs> I'm so salty about it. Um, well, we'll we'll see where we're at, at the end of the season. We might give you a bonus two points just for um, just for feeling oh, sorry yeah. for. You. I'll just um, finish this yeah. bottom instead. <laughs> it was one point for me, Tom and Nathaniel, because we all predicted wins. Ad and the opposition predicted draws, so um, it only left Will. Ad, negative Ad, negative Ad, <laughs> he's above me. Yeah. 
I feel like Wigs, Will's about to give us a big smug speech. 3 0. Is that what you're going for again? It clearly works. Yeah, but I don't predict 3 0 every week. I'm level on points for you. Yeah, well, that's what 3 0 clearly works because I'm not bottom. So you keep the fourth result, isn't it? No, get on with your your match. Are you sure you're going to ask us for our predictions now or something? Yes, yes. What's your prediction, Will? It's a tricky one. I think I'm going to go. I mean, I've gone for 3 nil all season and finally the curse has been broken. And you, you actually so, got the freedom I'm, I'm to choose free. whatever you I'm, want. I'm, I'm, I, am, I am free to go anywhere I want, which is why I'm going to 3 nil Hull City. I just expected nothing different. Tom? I'm going to go 2-0. Up the Tigers. 2-0. 2-0. 2-0 to Hull. Yeah. yeah. Risky. I'm going to go 1-1. I feel like that's a safe bet this this for, the, for a game like this. I... I, I yeah. We've got a clean sheet. I don't know if we'll do it again at Bristol. Um, it'll be a tough game. But yeah, I'll go 1-1. I think. Yeah. Yeah, you're locking in 1-1. Yeah, I'm not changing I'm a coward. Mind. I am a coward. <laughs> Why? What, just because for keeping with food? to change. I won't say that's cowardly. Maybe a bit daft, but maybe I won't say cowardly. Um, but like I say, you've got another 3-0. You got, it's put your joint top of the table, so it can't be a... Can't be a bad thing. So, yeah, we've got Bristol City next end. So, that's our predictions locked in. I'll have to get everybody else's in. And we've got Sunderland on Boxing Day at home. A game we can't really go too much into because, obviously, we've not played I the mean, Bristol game. We'll, we'll be chatting before Christmas, won't we? Yeah. I would imagine. So, yeah, we might we might do one on Saturday, 23rd in, in it. Yeah, if we're not doing one on Christmas Eve, I don't think anyone wants to do... Or watch us on Christmas Eve. It's not very Christmassy, is it? I suppose. Unless we put Christmas hats oh, on. I'll put a Santa hat on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. very bare trees right there. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel like we've covered most things. Apart from, and I think you've seen the picture, Will, big news today, obviously. I, I feel like we probably should have left. That's what I was about to mention, that. Um, our leader and gaffer, Liam Rosinia, took over um, last November and he's finally signed. I feel like this contract negotiation they said two weeks ago was going to be signed within days, <laughs> and it's only just well, been done. But it has right. been done. It was signed within days. It yes. Yeah. Okay. If we're going to go like that, but yeah, he signed yeah. on for obviously uh, another three-year deal, which keeps him here till twenty twenty-six. Um, obviously shows from the owner that he believes in in what we're doing. Um, I believe every single reaction to him signing the deal was positive. Um, I don't think I saw anything negative that wasn't. Um, a, a mick take or a wind up, so I assume we're both very happy with um, with this news. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I did on the graphic. On the graphic, it just shows the difference between enjoying and currently, because as you can see there. Um, well, yeah, for audio listeners, we were twenty first. Twenty first, yeah. A, a point above Wigan um, on twenty points after eighteen games, and now obviously well, after twenty two games, we're. We're, we're, we were, well, I feel like graphics just late because obviously West Brom played, but we're sixth now on 36 points. Um, so quite the turnaround within a year. Um, I, feel, I feel like, see, it's feel like we should still just be higher as well if we'd have put some of our chances away. But It's funny because as time has gone on, at the time I forgave Adama Traore for his Michigan's leads. And now mm. now we're only, we could, have, we could be three points behind them if we put it away. I'll never forgive him. Never. Just because the opposition. If, if it, yeah, but it'd be three points behind there. Yeah. If he'd have done it against Plymouth, 
I wouldn't have been that bothered and I feel like I'd have just forgotten about it the next day, but because it was against them. Just them. No, I'll never let it go. Not unless he scores against them in the playoff final. Um, it's it, it's set up nicely though, isn't it? Playoff final against Leeds. Yeah. You say that, that, that could be worse than that could be more terrifying to watch than the FA Cup final was. It would be it would be an experience if if we lost, it would be pain the worst. The worst, the worst imaginable. I think probably worse. Probably worse. It would be worse in the ethical final. Yeah. But if we won, it would. If we won, the best. It, it'd, it'd be the best of the three playoff finals, probably. Now, I don't know. There's a lot behind the Bristol yeah. one. To be fair, it'd be better than the Wednesday one. Yeah. Yeah, but obviously, long term, long long term stability wise, he's signed on for, and that does mean that if obviously a Premier League club did come calling, say next season we didn't go up, the he's fee that they'd have there. to pay would probably put them off. And if it didn't, yeah, it, it, would... it did say there'd be no place he'd rather be, but it's still that doubt in your mind where you think if a Prem Club mm-hmm. did come calling, well, if someone offers him big money, I wouldn't blame him for going. Yeah, and I feel like every manager and player says that. And I mean, I, mean, I remember a certain Nigel yeah. Pearson saying he was very happy here, and then within two days was back at Leicester. So, um, you know, it, it, money, money talks, and and ambition. I feel, I feel like differences though. Yeah, there's that there sentimental value attached to this. Leicester previous, whereas Rossini has the links with City. Yeah, and I feel like he he honestly sees this as a place that is is the best place for him to be in terms of um, him growing as a manager. It's, it's he's got an ambitious owner, he's got a fan base that loves him, he's got connection to the area, he's got exciting young players, um, and probably bringing in a couple more in January as well. And he's able to have like a safe environment that he's comfortable with in order to really express what he wants to do and get his vision across. I feel like that's going to be really important. In he's got family, fam, family ties as well. Like uh, that's yeah. that's important. Like for being familiar with the club and the area. That 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 you just like where some managers have like that embedded period, a couple of months. He was at the ground running straight away because obviously he's played it played for us for years and has family here. So yeah, it should be brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, it was re- it was really good news to wake up to. Obviously, like 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 um, I think Gabe Sutton said on Twitter, it sort of capped off uh, a really good week for us. Obviously, six points, and then Rosini's new contract signed. It's um, yeah, he, he didn't he, he predicted his finish sick, didn't he? Gab, he did, he did, and he got yeah. a lot of flack for it as well. He, a lot of people yeah. outside, looking, I mean, looking decent, so looking decent, yeah. touchwood. So I, mean, like, yeah. I predicted ten. If I'm going to stick with it still for now, I'm not getting over. I'm not I getting think, hyped. I think I said it. <laughs> Anyway, I believe I said eight. About, I, said about I feel even even from this position, I feel like if we came to the end of the season and we finished outside of the playoffs but in the top ten, it's still been a really obviously we, we've 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 yeah. been there. We'd still be after, wouldn't we? You'd yeah. you'd be we'll out. Why would they? Yeah, we'd be. The thing is, look how con. The thing is, what what's the worrying part about this division? Like, you look how congested it is between where we are and where like. 17 position is like there's probably like six points or something so it can easily turn around so we're just hoping now we can string a few wins together and sort of create a bigger gap just so it takes the pressures off like a little bit because i won't say there's pressure on but like you you want that sort of you want that gap to you like just knowing that you yeah you're in the playoffs i feel like the pressure increases as we continue to kind of make the rest of the league take take note like if you if it's not slipping under the radar as much are we a lot I'm of the waiting. Sky Sports are picking up on now the job that he's doing yeah. and we're getting a lot more attention yeah. drawn to... I'm know, waiting for Rossini to start getting the Carrick treatment of last season. If he carries yeah. on, he will start getting it. Because, I mean, it's going to be tough because, yeah. realistically, you're only really playing fifth and sixth place, aren't we? 
if, if we're being realistic. I at mean, the like moment. at the moment, yeah. But I don't to me, see that top four. There was only there was only six points, 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 points there. Yeah, there is only that six top points. Four but... Will not maintain his current points per game at all. It will yeah. over time. There will be some at least. I'd say at least two of that top four will not necessarily drop out of that entire thing, but will definitely uh, their points per game will go down a lot and allow other teams to sort of sneak towards them. Mm. But it's shaping up to be a very Leicester, good season, and that's the main thing. Leicester have got a great squad, but I think they've got away with it in a lot of games this season, personally. Mm, yeah, they are, yeah. but they've also still managed to get those. That, that's those, it. Those stable, it. And then Ipswich, I mean, look how many, but, look how many like mass minute goals they've scored at Leicester, like just to win games, yeah. like West Brom. Uh, who else was like Huddersfield or something, or Coventry? I don't know. A couple of games. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of last minute goals, Chef Wednesday keeps scoring in the last minute, and that's a little bit annoying. I don't want. I really don't want them to stay up. Ash on the Archpod's going to be buzzing on Thursday. I, I, I was devastated because it looked like Tom Eves, the jungle cat, had That's saved the point for Overham. He finally scored and then Plymouth broke the hearts. Yeah. Okay, oh, Lewis Potter scored today for Brentford as well. Yeah. His first Premier they League goal. Also, I've not seen the goal, like. No, I haven't lost. seen it either. Yeah, and they also lost as well. And, but, but Bowen scored in a win. He's still he's still scoring goals. Yeah. I feel like that's more old news. But yeah, um, so yeah, it's shaping up to be a very good season. Obviously, manager signed on now till twenty twenty six. You know, we're in the top six. Uh, going, uh, we hopefully will be in the top six for Christmas Day. And I feel like if anyone had said that at the beginning of the season, we'd have snapped their hands off for it. Um, January transfer window coming up. I feel like it's going to be a very important month for this squad. I think we only need to take a point from Bristol City to be in the uh, guarantee to be in the top six, though, because we're three points ahead, sir. Just the point in it, yeah. Like that, yeah. From Bristol City, yeah. Yeah, but out, Sunderland are only three three points behind, aren't they? So if Sunderland win and we, I don't know what the goal difference is with us and Sunderland. No, so if we say if we got took a point from Bristol City and Sunderland still won, oh, we'd yeah, still yeah. be at least one point ahead, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so it would it'd be nice to be in the top six for Christmas. Um, and like we say, yeah, really good week. January transfer window coming up, and uh, what suiting up for what looks to be a very exciting last few months of the season um definitely probably surpassing most people's expectations uh young exciting squad feel good factor back in crowds are back it's really good i feel like the the match day atmosphere is brilliant at the minute um yeah. and i don't think there's anything else really that ah, well, we... you missed out one of the most important things and there was All a right. question about that earlier and uh, it's mainly at you am and the most important thing is how was oh. the toffee apple crumble as good as it looked, I was kind of I was kind of wounded uh, that that someone spotted out that there was a hair in that, which I've probably consumed. Um, but, you know, yeah, it was really nice. Um, yeah. Not a good I put the picture up and someone, and someone pointed out and close up on the on, on a bit of it. And there was a hair in it, and, and I didn't know I'd already eaten it by then. So yeah, the marketing on that. Yeah. So no, but yeah. it, other than well, that, yeah, maybe just check. I have I also had one post-match in the press room, and it was also lovely. So it's not just... How much it is didn't it? Have is any like hair in it. It, it didn't oh, have any hair so in it, thankfully, oh. either. So. Not that you knew of, because I didn't know it. How no, much is it? Like £4.50 or something? I can't remember how much it is. Is it just under a fiver? Or just around a fiver, one of them two. Decent value. It's pretty sizable. I, 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 I wouldn't know how much it was. Oh, uh, it was yours free. Uh, you get your free. You get a few digestives as well. No, we got a collection box. 
Really? Got some chicken pox and some mince pies and some uh, gingerbread renders. I feel like we need to rescind his press pass and let one of us go in. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Share the load. Um, but no, yeah, it was really good. I had the chicken gyros as well, and uh, that, that was really Oh, nice. I've had that before, yeah. yeah it's yeah. nice. It's just not enough chicken, is it? Well, the scran in general is absolutely yeah, spectacular. It's, as, uh, it's one of it's run those rare occasions team. where they're as good as they look. Top tier scran, top tier manager, you know. Yeah, it's all, it's all, it's all adding up. It's all, Never it's all been so happy yeah. at this club. <laughs> the, the food's the most important bit. Um, <laughs> I'd take a top 10 finish if we just kept on having nice food. But yeah, no, I feel like now that the important topic has been discussed, um, we've probably um, covered abs- absolutely everything that we need to. Um, yes. Yeah. Last, yeah. last minute, Will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Right. So thanks to everybody who's been watching. Um, sorry about me, um, internet wise and laptop and product failure. Yeah. I will be investing in a new laptop in the very near future because it is desperately needed. Um, and I was, I was, about it, I was, I was taking the mic out. I was taking the mic out of Nathaniel for yeah, a real seamless episode as well with no issues. And then it was me that had the issues. So, um, instant karma instantly. Um, but yeah, thanks everybody for watching. Um, obviously sponsored by, um, Old Zoological and Kingfisher Fish and Chips. Thanks to Will. Thanks to Tom for joining us. Make sure you follow Tiger's newsroom and, um, keep keep your eyes out for any updates in the new year about, potential websites and, and and written content and things like that um we're, we're having a good discussion and, and mix up of that hopefully in the, in the new year um but yeah thanks everyone for their support and well you're graphing the episode because i cannot yeah i'm not on the admin one i joined the link so i'm the guest the... one unfortunately i might just but at least it'll it go out. right we'll leave it playing out for the rest or i'll just end it in the middle of a sentence Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.